Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. We are on location, continue in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, and we are honored today to have the head coach and the assist now assistant coach, right? That's associate it. head coach. Associate oh. head coach. Oh, yeah, I knew there was a title change yes. there. Titles. Titles. So we have Chris Hanks and Sean McKinney. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank so you guys. So this was a special weekend that we happened to be here. Yeah. You guys played the number three team. You took the series, which is amazing. And Coach Hanks, you were honored with your thousand win. win. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the first coach to ever do it's it. It's in history, yeah. This, this young, is that? Fastest. fastest. Oh, fastest. Fastest, which is amazing. So how many years have you been coaching? This is my 25th. 25th year coaching. Yeah. And that includes the uh, COVID year, the suspended year that we got. How many? 20 games in, 18 games in, something like right. that. Okay. Right. Okay. It and probably would have been faster. It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> COVID yeah. 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 It's true because it, it, it put everybody on hold. Mm-hmm. And That's then- weird. Sean, how long have you been coaching? This is my fifteenth year coaching here, so yeah, it's been. It's they're starting to pile up. And then he played here. I, I also played here. You so. so you played here, and then you became a coach. Yeah, so that's so eighteen. I guess I've been here eighteen years. Oh. And did you play under Coach Hanks? I played for Coach Hanks. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow. It feels like it feels like a lifetime ago. Oh come on, yeah. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> Just weird. Like yesterday, it, yeah. It well, feels, that would be a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird. I mean, it's. Yeah. You know, thinking about coming here when I when I first stepped on campus and you know trying out and, mm-hmm. and working out for him, and then to now, I mean everything's so different. And, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing how long it's been. Yeah, yeah. you guys have a brand new facility. Yeah, we do. This is what the first actual season in a full play with it uh, with it mostly finished. You know, last year we were forced into uh, playing in it before it was ready. Uh, because over at Saplesio Field, they had the crane accident that crushed the construction. They were redoing that. Uh, and so when we first opened it up and started playing, we had uh, cement trucks beeping and backing up during games. Oh, gosh. Uh, we had welders in the stands with sparks <laughs> going and we're playing a game. And they had only opened the lower bowl uh, the first, I, I guess, few weekends. Wow. Gotcha. Well, and it's a beautiful facility. It really is. Uh, and hopefully we can show some pictures online of yeah of what it looks like it is amazing especially for where you've come from you had a beautiful facility yeah. but this being on your own campus i mean this is like yeah, this is ours yeah, yeah. and it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful yeah, and you like it yeah we're pretty fortunate i mean the university took care of us and yeah. i think that the way that coach hanks worked with the university and the vision of it Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just amazing. It's it's one of the best college baseball atmospheres around. I think. Yeah, I agree. It's beautiful. I agree. It's very fan friendly. You know, uh, uh, the the pitch of the stands and the proximity to the field. You know, it's it's really a unique environment. It is. You yeah. feel like you're part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that's so special about Grand Junction, about Colorado Mesa University, is the way everybody's included. I mean, I love coming here. You know, Ryan, this is, he never got to graduate from here, but he loved the, the, the school. He loved the way he felt when he was at the school. Mm-hmm. We love the people here and everything about it. And I think it says a lot the way the college has taken care of really all of athletics. I mean, you guys are one of the number two or number 
one division two programs in the nation. Yeah. You know, I think right now we just looked up before going on air. You're uh, number four right now. In five. The, n- number five. That's in the coaches poll. In the coaches uh, The news writers poll. I don't know if it's out yet. Yeah. But just That's amazing. Awesome. I mean, you guys year after year are always in the top 10 across mm-hmm. the nation, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah. We have been from some time. It's a result of a lot of people working really hard and yeah. a lot of support from the school and a lot of great student athletes that we've been able to coach. Yeah. And you do. And you have quite a few of them in the, the pros right now. Yeah, we do. Wise yeah. still hanging in there. And um, let's see, Sergio Romo. Just, just retired. retired. Just retired. Just retired. Yeah. 15 years in the major leagues and we got, uh, well, Bly made his major league debut last year. He's in AAA right now with the Astros. Uh, and then Kyle Leahy's in AAA with the St. Louis Cardinals and Reagan Todd's in AAA with the Rockies. Wow. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Caleb Farmer out there in uh, advanced single A. Hayden McGeary's on a tear in advanced A in, uh, in um, South Bend, Indiana. And then uh, Spencer Bramwell's in uh, Jupiter, Florida, in the Florida State League. Wow. Yeah. That's great. This is, it's a great program. It's a great one, yeah, for sure. So we'd like to know, so obviously you signed Ryan, you saw Ryan. Tell us about that. How did Ryan even get on your radar? Well, we we have close relationships with a lot of coaches across the country. And one of the groups that we work with a lot is a team out in California uh, that you guys obviously know about, the SoCal Giants. And they were originally the SoCal Cardinals, and then mm-hmm. they changed over to the Giants. And so we had recruited a- another player from there, Garrett Ball, who's Ryan's best friend. And, you know, we uh, we, we had talked with Ball and, and got him kind of wrapped up. And then they said, hey, we got this other guy who's a year younger. His name's Ryan Teixeira. You need to check him out. I'm like, okay, great. And then saw some video and everything and uh, got on the phone. We actually talked with you guys a couple times, and then we had a chance to go see you know, Ryan out in California, or it was in Arizona. Arizona. It was in Peoria, yep. out at Peoria. Yep. And obviously loved him, uh, loved you guys, very infectious people. You know, I, it was it was just great to be around you guys. That's my wife's side. Yeah, we, I know. <laughs> we, we knew you guys. We knew we wanted to be around you guys, and it was going to be a good fit. You know, Ryan was athletic. He was a good ball player. And, you know, he's – Coach Hanks is great about, you know, letting us go out there and recruit and, uh, you know, see the guys that we like and then – we all kind of meet up and go over things, and uh, I, I we usually like the same guys. You know, mm. we we both know what we like, and so Ryan was right there with with that, and so it it just all comes together. I mean, you know, you talk to so many families throughout a year, yeah, and then you know, you guys came out on the visit, and I think you just we all clicked right away. I mean, I I remember the whole visit very vividly, and you know, we went we hung out, and we went to the mall, and we went up in the monument and we, we did a lot of things, went to dinner. Yep. I mean, it was just, it was just special. And I, I think that you, you get a feeling with families right off the bat. And, uh, it was a great feeling from our side and, and we knew we enjoyed you guys and, uh, we were sure lucky to have you guys here. Yeah. Um, we knew it right away too. I mean, it was, Ryan had D one offers. He had D two offers and he felt so at home here. And yes, Garrett was a big plus, but when we came and we visited and there was hunting nearby, there was fishing nearby, there was snowboarding nearby, he felt right at home. I mean, he loved you both right away. And it was a testimony to the program about what you guys have done. And it, it's more than baseball. You guys are yeah. 
you know, making these young men into men to be productive members of society. Cause not everybody gets to fulfill that dream of being, you know, a professional athlete. And you guys are really instilling in them. Look, you go play your heart out and get a degree, get an education because somewhere down the line, you're going to end up in the workforce and you know, you're going to be a dad and by the way, congratulations. Thank yep. you. Yep. We just heard. Thank you. A new dad. Number two. Times yeah. two. Number two. Yep. Awesome. That's yep. awesome. And Coach Hanks, your kids are all, well, two of them go, three of them go here. Got a freshman, them. sophomore, and junior in college That's here right. at Colorado That's Mesa. That's so great. That's right. That's it's hard crazy. to believe. Yeah. I mean, we've known you since they were all in high school. Yep. Well, they were couple of them were yeah. middle school yeah middle school, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um i want to ask because ryan signed his letter of intent in november and got diagnosed in april um april 19th to be completely exact and what was that phone call like because i don't know it i was in my own world i um i want to know what because i i don't know if ryan called you if Steve called you, all I know is the end result. So what was that conversation like? You start. Well, yeah, it was, we couldn't believe it. And then it was just, uh, uh, it was shocking. And then, you know, a feeling of, well, what do we do in terms of how do we make this journey a little easier? Because that's a pretty traumatic thing for a high school kid and a family, any family. Yeah. Um, that's my t uh, take on how I remember it. I mean, same thing with me. It was... You know, you, you hear news like that, and when it's so close to you, it's all you want to do is try to be as supportive as possible. And, you know, n no one knows how that feels until you actually have it happen to you. And so, you know, I, I think that, like Coach Hanks said, we just tried to do the best we could to be supportive, whatever you guys need, uh, create an environment where, you know, he you guys are welcome, he's welcome anytime. What can we do for the players that know Ryan? And just set up some, you know, set up some sort of structure that we can all communicate right, right. And, and somehow get through it because, you know, there's nothing that you can do to make it better except no. just be supportive and, you know, try to, like I said, create an environment where everyone can talk and, and feel welcome. And realistically, you guys didn't even really know Ryan that well. I mean, you may have met him, right. on a, but you didn't really know him that well. Right. So you're kind of going on a on a feeling, and a and I think once he got here is when you really got to know him. Um, but yeah, he did have to take that whole semester off because he had nine months of really intense treatment. Right. So basically, and, and you guys did something that you didn't have to do. You kept his scholarship intact. Yeah. You kept mm -hmm. his position open and available. Had that been, you know a UCLA, a Stanford, a Hawaii, <clears throat> any, any, you know, big school, they would have said, sorry, you can't be here, you know, yeah. hope, hope you get well. But, but you guys went over and above, which, which it, it might've it, been a small thing for you. It was, but it was huge. huge to us. Yeah, Absolutely huge. huge on our part you know? because he was already being, you know, it was, it was hard news to take. And then he's like, well, wait, I still have my scholarship. And let me tell you, he hung on to that. He yeah. hung on to those words. That was his hope. That was his hope. That was, I mean, he told every doctor, I am going to college in January, so all this stuff has got to be wrapped up. Like, I got to get this thing out of here. Yeah. I got to get this done. Told everybody. And, you know, he did really well through treatment, um, but the last treatment was the hardest. He ended up in the hospital, um, ended up, you know, neutropenic, uh, fever, the whole nine yards. And he's like, I don't care. I need to get to college. I, I, I'm good. He was determined. So his last treatment was two weeks, two weeks before he 
literally moved in to the door. So um, I don't know what you guys were expecting, but um, it was really hard for a mom to leave her kid that I was with for nine months every single day, you know, and of course he's, he's an adult, but really is he? He's only 18, you know? So um, I remember when he took his CMU card. Do you guys ever remember seeing that? I do. Oh. Yeah, I do. I almost lost it, lost it. And he did not care. He walked these halls so proudly. He was so excited to be here. Um, I, I remember he gave me one hour to help him with his dorm. And then he's like, you're out. You're out. And so I, I took his key. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I took his key when he went to um, practice and got kicked out. And he's like, I'm here like three hours and you're causing problems. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to have the car. I was just helping. I was just trying to help. But anyway, it was it was crazy at that point I knew and the minute we got here he literally cut ties with Steve and I like I'm not here for you I'm here to be a baseball player I'm here to bond with these players he didn't want to go to dinner with us he didn't want to talk to us (laughs) he was on his own and that was and I respected that I respected that because that's something that you want for your kids but you got to understand I have a kid with cancer had cancer and looked very sick looked very sick you know so anyway so you started him off as a medical red shirt right yeah but before that i the thing i remember most clearly is being at our uh, first team dinner at canna creek i believe Mm -hmm. and that's where ryan showed up and met with the team do you remember that yeah and he's bald he was all bald he's all bald and then you know how our guys uh you know, we all knew we were in anticipation of his coming. The guys all knew he was coming. And then I, that's where I think he first met everybody was at Canna Creek, I think. And yeah. didn't you guys do a game or some type of um, thing that you passed the ball and then they had to talk? Do you ever remember this? Oh, you passed the ball? <laughs> we do a bunch of different teams. Okay. We yeah, might we might have done that. I mean, we've done so many of those things. Uh and then they had to like say something about themselves or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I knew as soon as I walked into that room, I was getting the ball. I knew it <laughs> because I was the new guy. I was the bald one and everybody wanted to. And they want to know, like, what's this kid like? You know, is, is he going to be down in the dumps or is he going to be, you know, a, a good leader, a good person, a good player? Like, what what do you have to bring to the table? You know, and at the you know, his defense, he really didn't have much to bring to the table, but he was he was motivated to get there. Well, his, I mean, I think we all know by now, but, you know, Ryan's attitude was so infectious, you know, and so even though right away, like, he was going to get the ball and we weren't sure how he was going to be, just his personality, I mean, he kind of radiated the positivity that he always had, and I think we saw that right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, we knew it. I, I think that, you know, for Coach Hanks and I, I mean, we got to know it through recruiting, but then for the team to feel him and the way he was was important, you know. And like you guys said, the scholarship thing, I mean, Coach Hanks handles all the scholarships and the money, and that's that wasn't even a, a hard conversation or even a big deal. We just, I mean, Ryan had his scholarship. We were never taking that away, you know, and, and he does such a good job with that stuff. I mean, that wasn't even a, a question for us that Ryan was going to get that. And like I said, with his attitude and the way he goes about things, it, it was easy for the team to welcome him. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it was even shocking. I mean, he just fit right in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
So if you were to, if I were to ask you, like, describe Ryan's personality, tell me what you would say. I want to hear it from both of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just like I said, it, he was in, infectious. I mean, he, he radiated positivity. He, I would say he beamed. You know, I mean, he was just always so fun to be around, so positive. Uh, you know, we, we talk about people that can light up a room when they walk in it. And, uh, you know, as soon as he walked in the room, you know, it puts a smile on your face and, and you're excited to see him. And so it's, that's how I remember him. I mean, he was just so positive and so excited to be out there. Uh, didn't want to be treated differently. Wanted to be treated just like everybody else. And I think naturally, uh, you know, that that just happens as you, you kind of want to feel him out a little bit. And, sure. and he was very, you know, serious about, hey, don't treat me any different and I know Coach Hanks has some stories about that, but yeah, yeah I want to hear that. I want to hear he that. He was just story, so positive. Yeah. yeah, this would be a good time for that story. Well, the the I could sum it up pretty simply. He was just completely authentic. Mm. Uh, uh, that'd be the best way I could describe it. Simply, but there was something where he felt I should have yelled at him. He's taking BP, right? Yeah, yeah, and he wanted to make sure. We had a full-on conversation behind the scenes. So you probably don't know it, but he had a conversation with Steve and I, and then I think his roommate, Will, um, and he was like, I am sick of these guys treating me different. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to make, and I think Will's the one that encouraged him. You need to go talk to t Coach Hanks. And he's like, yeah, I think I might. I think I might. And correct me if I'm wrong. He came into your office and he said, don't treat me like a pussy. That's what he said. I don't know if we can say that <laughs> well, on Well, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> 17 strong. That's what he said. That's yeah, the type that of person correct. that he was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and, and from a coach's standpoint, you're dealing with an 18-year-old kid who's been through a very traumatic yep. thing, and he's weak. He's not to full strength. Right. And, you know, so you have to manage some expectations and understand this is a process, getting strength back and different things. And you certainly don't want to tear a kid down on the front end of coming back from something. It's a little hard to know yeah. how to navigate. Yes. You're not liking and that answer. No, it's great. It's a great answer. I agree with you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, make this any harder than it already is. And then Ryan came in and said, don't treat me like a pussy. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. I mean, that's pretty direct, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, you knew where you stood with Ryan. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, and it was well, just like, yeah. th look, I I want to be treated normal. Okay. Don't. Uh, my past is my past. I'm mm -hmm. here to play baseball, mm -hmm. and if I'm doing something wrong, tell me. You right. know, I want to get better. And so from that point, he did. He wanted to be yelled at. He did. Yeah. He wanted to because he knew that if you yelled at somebody, that you cared. Yeah. That's the way he said. More kids ought to know that. Right. And more kids more kids need to know that. Yeah, that's yeah. good for us if they want us to yell at them. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> he understood that. Yes. He liked old school coaching anyway. Yeah. You know, he loved watching videos of, uh, was it Augie? Um, Garrido. Garrido. Love watching those, you right. know. And they're edgy, but, yeah. you know, yep. you knew where you stood. You, know? you did, and, and we're in a day and age in coaching where, at least as coaches, we, we feel as though, because I come out of the old school, yeah. where, I mean, possibly you need to watch that a little bit because right. of sure. things like social media yeah. and things like that. And uh, and so we're probably more guarded than we used to be sure. with some of that stuff. Sure. I get yeah. that. Yeah. That's, I know that's, why. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Okay, I want you to tell everybody, I think I know a little bit, and maybe Steve, but um, 
maybe just our listeners about the team. You guys, I I don't know what you call it, but like a motto, things that you guys play by. Um, I always say attitude is everything, but you have like um, things that you say that, you know, don't be the victim. What are I want you to tell me what those are for your team, because I think that it's super great for all kinds of people, not just baseball. Yeah, we developed uh, what we call our program Covenant. Covenant. And uh, it's a, it's kind of a listing, and the players get to help design it. They have input into it. It, it changes just a tiny bit every year. Each group emphasizes maybe some things more than others, and there's some things that in there that are non-negotiable that we really harp on. But, like, I'd say one of the biggest ones in there is, I don't know if you'd call it a rule, but it's a, it's a way we operate is you're not allowed to transfer blame. Transfer blame. And, Love that. And, uh, you know, I think it, it, it came to life yesterday uh, because we had a lot, a lot of negative things occur. We got off to a slow start. We threw a ball into center field that we shouldn't have thrown. We're down 2 nothing. Mm. Our starting pitcher's struggling. He's walking people. He's pitching behind in the count. And, and you know, and then throughout the game, there were a lot of uh, calls that went against us and were, I, I believe, wrong. Sure. And our guys didn't allow that to be a reason, an excuse for losing. Uh, they overcame it multiple times, right? Wow. Uh, and they, we, we won 10-9. We hit a big home run in the eighth to put us up. And then our closer shut Rollins down in the Which is number 17. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just have to add that's that. Right. Oh, that's right. Anthony who Durbano. Got, who got the win. Yes. Got the yep. Win. yes. yep. I'll take um, 17 for the win. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so... Th- so, and I think that, you know, we have a motto that goes with that is we got to win. Yes. Uh, you know, if the sun's too bright, if the umpires are bad, if the field's bad, we got to win. Uh, it Those things yep. uh, cannot be allowed to be a reason f- why we lost. Right. I love right. that. I love those. I think that that is so key to baseball, to anybody, you know, just players in general. And um, how would you... I look at you because I know of a story that uh, I wanted to kind of bring up because I thought it was awesome, but I don't know the whole story, but it was when Ryan, because I believe, I don't even know if you guys still do it, but it was when the freshmen sign up for the Mr. Mav. Yeah, that was, that was, you I know. remember when, you texting. Yeah, him. when you guys were talking about him getting here onto campus and how long he was here, uh, the university puts on a... The, it's actually the training room does it, and they call it the Mr. Mav competition. Do they still do it? And I don't know if they did it this year. I don't remember I hearing don't remember about them it. doing it this okay. year. Uh, but anyway, so Mr. Mav competition, athletes can sign up, and they do uh, little skits and jokes and talents. Um, it, it's it's basically a talent show for the athletes, and they get together. And uh, usually, what happens is teams will send freshmen to do it their first year to do oh it. yeah a little so, hazing yeah little, whatever you well call freshmen it. can do it yeah i mean I, I think that you know the older guys would be too cool for it probably oh, 100%. whereas freshmen maybe want to be a part of it more so yeah i remember um i i'm trying to remember th- there was one of them i hosted i don't think i hosted that one i had to talk at one of them that wasn't very fun but <laughs> i i think i was in the stands for that one and anyway ryan i mean he was one of the selections for the baseball team and yeah, he he came out and he had. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he was rollerblading. Yep, he had roller skates. He, he was, we we yeah. got the call. He from was home about that. He was yeah. rollerblading. They have a like a question and answer segment 
and you have to do like uh, lines that you'd use to like hit on someone. Yep. And his lines were fantastic. Uh, and anyway, and they have like a, I don't know if it's a, a, swim, a swimsuit competition, oh, yeah. and a talent competition. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I is I very vividly remember, you know, he won the competition. He won the whole thing. And I remember sending you a picture of him and saying, look what your son just did and you know, yeah, how amazing and it was. Mind you, like I, we went over, um, he got here in January. I think that was, we had the kickoff dinner in February. I think he did that right after. He had only been here. I mean, altogether only six months. So that blows my mind that this kid, I mean, and probably nobody knew who he was, you know what I mean? Because one minute he has no hair and looks pasty white and the next minute he looks super, you know, healthy and um, he's winning this Mr. Mav thing that, you know, he completely nailed, which was hilarious. And I'm not one bit surprised because that is right in his element, in his world, because he's never embarrassed to do anything. But I just thought it was awesome to be in this group that he had never been in, but you could throw him in a situation and he just thrives. He just. Yeah, it's it's and it's fun, too. I mean, it's in the Bronson Arena where the basketball team and volleyball teams play and all this, you know, the all the student athletes come and sit in the stands and cheer. And I, it, it's just a really cool event. And it was just it was awesome, you know, because just like you said, he's not shy yeah. about anything. And yeah. so just for him to be able to fit in like that, but that's what he did. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. he did with our team. I'm sure that's what he did through high school and, yeah. and everything else. And so he, yeah, he jumped right into that head first, just like he does everything. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was really fun to see him do that and be able to tell you guys, yeah. you know, look what your oh, son's yeah. doing. I know, I know, which is awesome. And again, he felt normal. He felt yeah. like he wasn't a cancer patient. He yeah. felt like he could do something and nobody knew his background, which was something that he loved. So um, anyway. so let's fast forward. So he's here, redshirt freshman. He comes back in August, I believe was reporting time. And you guys have the deal worked with the, the challenger program for the buddies and the whole nine yards. Ryan selected to be a buddy, gets back, doesn't feel good. What... What part of the story do you remember from that point? Well, I remember him coming back and maybe having a cough and not feeling real well and being a little bit concerned, but it only, it just seemed like a cold, but then it hung on, you know, and uh, that's what I remember. And then it was, you know, horrible news uh, to hear that he, he needed to go back to the hospital. And, you know, I think the leukemia developed, if I'm correct. So... While he's not feeling well, he's doing batting practice. Yep. He's doing wind sprints, yep. Yep. ground balls, everything else. And was he ever complaining that he didn't No, feel I remember saying, you know, you, you don't need to do that. But again, he didn't want to be treated differently. But we knew something was wrong, and he'd been through a lot. But we also wanted to respect his wishes of, let me do this. I, I right. want to feel normal and I want to be treated the same. And so it was a little tough there, you know, saying, yeah, no, don't go run. Right. Don't do this. And yeah. and he did it, you know. Yeah. We gave him the option. Sure. But told him he didn't need to. Sure. But he never quit. No. Never quit. Not for a second. So we remember that phone call like it was yesterday, you know. And then we, we were at a family wedding and got in the car and drove all night to be here and you know ryan's telling us you don't need to come it's not a big deal but i just knew in my gut that we need to be here and you guys were the ones that sat with him 
because yeah. it takes us 12 hours to get from California to here. And um, yeah, what thoughts about that? Any? You go ahead, John. <laughs> Do, oh, you sat with him too. Well, I remember. I, I was, when you, I remember when you first called me, I was actually in Arizona recruiting, coming home the next day. Mm-hmm. And so Coach Hanks was up there. He went up there immediately. I didn't get back till the next day, so I got to the hospital, basically around when you guys did, I, I think, because I was at this, I was at the, I was at one of the events in Arizona, recruiting, mm-hmm. and so that's when I, I, re- I remember you calling me, and I remember getting back, and Coach Hanks had been in the hospital with him, and then all of us going up to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, remember I remember texting that. somebody like, "Don't leave him." Just yeah. don't leave him. Like we're gonna be yeah. there. Don't leave him. And because um, I think that was just my my, I, you know, you don't know. He's never been in the hospital here. I mean, he did have to get blood work. And when we came to the hospital, they knew what was wrong with Ryan and rushed us into the room. So, but um, yeah, we, you guys sat with him while we were mm-hmm. driving. So. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. And once we got the official diagnosis, I think Ryan called, somebody called all the boys to yeah, the hospital right. at that point. Because we knew we were going to be medevaced out of there within hours. Yeah. You know, back to, to UCLA. Yeah. And we do talk about that a lot. Yeah. With the... Well, that was a very special time because I know we were all asked to leave the room. So all of his teammates got there. They wheeled Ryan into the conference room yep. or whatever it was. And... I don't know what was said. I don't know if you guys know what was said to this day. I, I just know that when they said that we could all go back in afterwards, there wasn't a dry eye. Yeah. And it was it was a special time. It was a time where Ryan bonded with his teammates, which would end up being the last time. Yep. I, I mean, I think we all remember that, but it, I remember that meeting. I mean, I remember, you know, Ryan kicking us all out and, you know, us just kind of standing out there and, with you guys and everyone and just none of us were really talking, obviously just trying right. to figure out, you know, what's going on and feeling the feelings of what was happening. And yeah, I remember that. That was tough. There was know? no words. There was no yeah. Absolutely no words. And sometimes tough. I appreciate that more than as, as we live our life now, people don't say the appropriate thing. Sometimes I'm just happy with, you know, nobody saying anything and just hugging and, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was a very hard moment. And I know for Ryan too, but he tried to put on a happy face for his team. And, um, yeah, while he was loading up on the airplane to go. To and you guys, that was a very successful season for you guys it was was a great team you know that ryan was a part of um regardless of him not being here he was still a part of that you guys made sure to include him i mean i know that you guys talked to him while he was in the hospital several times and his teammates would call him and you know there was facetimes there was all that you guys were very um very good about that about keeping him included but that team was a very special team that year Um, and you guys ended up going to the world series Mm mm-hmm uh, we'll touch a little bit more about that, but well, one of the things are you going to talk about um, the metro when we? Well, I, okay. I want to go back to when you knew he was going into ICU because uh, I think I called you and let you know that um, 
this was now in it was January 19th. Jan- January 19th. January 19th. That's when he went to you know, There was, I remember, and you'll have to help me with these, but I remember, you know, after that team meeting and you guys left, you know, we had the coaches convention coming up and it happened to be in California. And so I remember that we were going to drive up that one night. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And so it was about that time, but it ended up not working out. Like he wasn't, he just wasn't feeling good enough for us to come visit him. Right. And, but we were in the, we had the rental car, we were in the hotel. Um, we didn't have anything going on. And so we were going to drive up. Uh, we were in Anaheim. Yeah, we were in Anaheim. We ended up not coming obviously because he just didn't feel well enough. But I, I remember that time period and how we were sitting in the hotel room. Like we got to go up there and, you know, we're waiting to see what you guys think. And when, when we weren't able to see him, we're like, you know, that's all right. We'll. You know, we'll, we'll see him again, and um, so I, I, yeah, I remember that time. Yeah, and that was really hard for me because I remember I really wanted you guys to come, and he's the one that made the final thing. It was like, nope, nope, I I'm just... Not, I'm not ready. I'm just like, not ready. Wasn't feeling good. And enough. it really was, when he crashed, he crashed. That was the really hard part is that he would feel really good because, you know, we were in the hospital so long, um, and isolated so the first time was hard it was nine months but we weren't completely isolated even though we were in the hospital for periods of time you know we weren't isolated at this point we were isolated to the room could not go outside the room you know um I always say we did COVID before COVID because that's right. what we did. I mean, it was it was brutal because he was super like his counts were super low. But you know, maybe a week or three days prior to that, he would be fine. So, um, and you know, you kind of could know the time of the calendar. And so, do you remember the month that was? Was that January? That was in January. Okay, yeah. that was in January First, because he had his bone January. marrow transplant January fourth, and um, and then he just wasn't. Right. Yeah. Then we went to ICU. On the nineteenth of January. Right. But then come February for your kickoff dinner, your leadoff dinner, um, we FaceTimed in. I remember because Ryan wanted to be a part of that and he he didn't have any energy to speak. He you know, but he wanted to be part of that. And I'll never forget he mustered up just enough energy to to put the the Maverick, the horns, up. the horns up, and I'll never forget that. Never forget that. And I was really trying so hard to get a moment that you guys would remember that was a good, you know, like just a good thing. And I think when I did the video, because I did the video, and then Steve said a little bit, um, I didn't want him to get his face, but I think I ended up. Uh, did you guys end up even watching that? Yeah, we watched. Not it. at yeah. the not at the kickoff dinner. I don't. No, think. We watched it. Yeah, no, I I think that you know, like you're talking about trying to get a, a good memory of him. They were all good. I mean, I you know, even though obviously he was in a tough spot, I don't think with the way he was as a human being, there was ever a problem remembering him. You know, it was it was incredible that he was able to to do that. Then you know, mm-hmm. obviously going through what he's had gone through, but. Yeah, it was. Every, he just did a lot of special things with you guys, you know, for our program, and that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that was a really hard one. And then come March fourth, the dreaded March fourth, you guys were playing. Who are you playing? I don't remember. I don't think they played. I think I we think. played Christian or something. I think, I think so. it was Christian. I think it was called, at home. I, it's I've called got it. Christian. I've got, I've got the the lineup sheet and everything, mm-hmm. and, and but you guys did something so special. 
and it's still it's up on our house where you put Ryan in the game. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, I can tell you, I remember the night before with the team at the clubhouse. And then I remember, well, I remember we had the 17 uh, strong t-shirts, the white t-shirts. Yeah. And I remember the entire team, we wore those for BP um, at Bergman before the game, you know, and then we wore those during our in and out before the game. Um, we all wore the white t-shirts. Mm. Yeah, that was, I mean, obviously a really hard time. But we we also, we always have special music that we play for in and out And we were, we did a silent one that day for Ryan. Mm. And it was so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, because the, the crack of the bat and everything and hearing the gloves pop, and it's just yeah. such a, a warming feeling in baseball and it was so hard. I, I mean, I remember that day, obviously a, a lot, all of us do just how hard that was thrown. It was so hard to throw BP that day, you know, with everyone in the white t-shirts and then to hit in and out. And, um, obviously what we did and that was, yeah, it was, that was a pretty heavy day. Yeah. Who were you playing again? Chris, we were playing Colorado Christian. Colorado Christian. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Just Colorado. everybody was so, they just were they they were so respectful because it wasn't just Colorado Christian that you played because I remember the Metro game when you guys went we you went guys there. went to Metro we went and they honored Brian with this jersey and the, and I just was blown away with the amount of support that was rallied around this area this baseball program um, we just got so many so much love. And that we needed so badly, you know, it's, it's just such a, it's a time that you don't want anybody to understand or to feel or to, to, um, but I think one of everybody that comes to us and talks to us, they just cannot say enough about that, um, Ryan's service and all you guys allowed Mm -hmm. the, um, players to come. And that was amazing. Yeah, that was It just so happened to be that you guys were in Southern California already playing, uh, playing, uh, Cal, was it Cal Baptist or were you at Point Loma, uh, wasn't it? Point Loma. Point Loma. And it was a lot of juggling. You, it was a lot of juggling. And a lot, of, I didn't think it was going to happen. And we're like, I, I remember. Wait, well, uh, the president of the school at the time, um, Dr. Foster, um, he said, no, I think he told you, you make this happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I know the ADs were trying to work it out, and there was a, there was a lot of juggling, and and they sent two bus drivers, I believe, so that you guys could pull that. There was a thing about the bus drivers could only drive, drive a certain amount yeah. of hours in a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we traveled a lot of miles. Yeah. To uh, make that swing, and it was well worth it. It uh-huh. was well. It was so meaningful, not only to us, but it was so impactful. People even today will tell me, "How did you get those?" guys to line the aisle like i go i didn't i didn't i had nothing to do with it they that's what they did they um but just for them to be there and just there it was unbelievable unbelievable i don't remember a lot but i do know that that is one of the things that people come back and tell me that it, it was just remarkable yeah it so. was it was great just how it worked out that we we were there and we had the bus, and we were going to play San Diego then after that, I believe. 
because we drove down mm. after that. Yeah. Because we had to drive through L.A. and everything. Yeah. But yeah, just how fortuitous it was for us to be there. And right. Yeah. I mean, I I think we would have hopefully tried to find a way to get out there anyway. Exactly, but, but we were for there. The bus, it was for the it was for the players, for them to be in the in their you know in their uniform in their in their matching shirts. Like I can't tell you, you know, if you think that's a little thing, it was huge. It was huge. It was it was beyond um, what we ever expected, and I just am super grateful. And that team, I, I mean, I don't know all your teams. You've been doing this for a long time, but I remember that team being very close knit. Um, you know, there's still several members of that team that I'm either hunting with or we're, they're part of our family now and they're having kids of their own, but they were all, all there for Ryan. I mean, even being at the game this week, some of them came up and Hey, how have you been? And, you know, good to see you. And I can't tell you all their names, but I recognize faces (laughs) and, you know, you know, they remember us, they remember Ryan and, and that's just so special to us because that was just a very special team and that team went on to was it Cary or was Grand it Prairie, Texas. Grand Prairie that was the yeah the yeah. history yeah like we never had you know the yeah. World Series in Grand Prairie Texas the, but we went there and you guys finished second third third yeah oh yeah but it was yeah. a remarkable team yeah, a really remarkable was. year well yeah and it was the best team in that tournament too yeah, yeah. Uh, it just we got beat one nothing in uh, the semifinal, and the team who beat us won the national title. Yeah, and that's baseball. That's yeah, the is. way it, you know, that's the way it goes. But you guys were were so genuine. Honored Ryan with a ring. Um, oh, yeah, that's another that, thing. That was a very proud Papa moment for me because, you know, he would have wore that ring with with pride, and you know, we we honor that, mm-hmm. and so thank you for that. But we went on. You've lost. Uh, well, we lost Tony Lopez, mm-hmm. which was b- well before Ryan's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not during baseball, correct? He was after, or was it during a season? Well, it was a week after our last game. We had uh, we had won the conference tournament, uh, and at that time, we, there wasn't an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament for winning the tournament. Uh, and and it, we weren't selected. It was to this day. I think we that team got robbed of going. That's my opinion. Um, the next week, uh, you know, he lost his life in an auto accident. Had we been in the tournament, we would have been somewhere playing. He wouldn't have been home, you know? So that was a week after the season. And I, I had to speak at his funeral. Um, his folks, Paul and Trudy are my son, Jared's godparents. We obviously became very close through all that. And, uh, yeah, so that was a we've, tough one. We've got to meet them. They are amazing people. Amazing. Yes, yeah. And so you've lost two players or mm-hmm. more, Ryan two. and Tony. Yep. Okay. I mean, you shouldn't have to lose any. No. Nope. But um, both of those players have a scholarship. Yep. You know, um, they're both endowed through the university, and they are, they're not going anywhere. And that makes us happy. Oh, yeah, So, sure. you know, here it's the Ryan Teixeira Baseball Scholarship. Goes to a baseball player. Yep. Um, you know, $1,700, of course, if we're going to have that, yeah. you know, that number in there. <laughs> yeah, um, and then hopefully as that grows, we can do more and more. Yeah. But you guys have also continued a tradition and you've made the wearing of 17 special. Why don't mm-hmm. you talk about that? 
Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, the guy who has the scholarship gets to wear that number. And, uh, you know, it, it's a powerful number. And we still use it as a, the guys still use it as a, a breakdown call. The, we say 17 strong when mm-hmm. we break a huddle to this day. And all the players uh, since Ryan have learned about him, of him, have talked obviously with you guys. We've we've told them, and uh, teammates from that era have shared with them Ryan's story, and uh, we show them the picture in his high school uniform. Uh, and we, you know, we always remind him that he said attitude is everything, yeah. and so it still perpetuates. Did you ever hear Ryan talk about Seventeen Strong? Did he ever say anything? Not, I mean, not really to me, no. I don't think so. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't. Because that wasn't like him. He didn't. Yeah. I, I'm like waiting him. for the, the, somebody to say yes, because he really didn't. Because it was already established. It was already established in 2016. So he had already decided this is what he was wanting to do. And, um, you know, obviously it was going to look different. He was going to fund it. He was going to be the face of it. And now that's obviously not what's happening. But um, so he had already had this vision way before. Um, but we obviously couldn't do anything with it because he got re-diagnosed. He, he got sick. So we felt like 2017 was the best year to do it. And right. so um, so now his legacy lives on. And honestly, I could say he's changing lives even today. Yeah. I see it every day. And it's amazing. We've granted several victory trips from, yeah, in, from uh, here in, in, mm-hmm. in Colorado in general. Uh, in fact, there's you had referred um, somebody from, yep. I don't even know how the relationship, but, you know, we've had referrals from you guys. Yep. And, and it's just amazing the outpouring of support still to this day for 17 Strong from the community of Grand Junction. I mean. We're proud supporters of the baseball program. I'm looking forward to the day that our sign's up there, you know, (laughs) just underneath the clock. um, So that when all these future people walk through these gates, they go, what's 17 strong? Let me look it up. Let me figure it out. Yeah. And we can have that conversation. And and the people at the sign company that you work with have been so gracious to us to donate the sign and and everything else. And it's, we're honored. We're humbled that, that, um, you know, we could, we, Consider you guys family. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Do you want to wrap it up and say, I, I do want one more thing. Just I want to know a favorite memory because I really feel like um, everybody has a favorite memory of Ryan, and then we'll wrap it up. I'll, I'll just say, um, oh, boy. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll say the because we brought it up today that the Mr. Mav thing was such a great moment because it was like, you just talked about victory trips. I mean, it was him being back. I mean, he was back. He was healthy. He was doing it. He was getting involved. He was inserting himself into the culture of the school. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I do really remember that night and, and texting you and that was just really special because I felt like he was, he was where he wanted to be and needed to be. And I knew he, he felt good in that moment. So Oh, and yeah. I, I yes, absolutely. And then a little bit more to that. He didn't even tell me that he won. <laughs> yeah. He never even told me. That's I was like, isn't that like typical? Him. He wouldn't so, let us watch the video because yeah. of those like, pickup lines. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, you can't hear those pickup lines. <laughs> yeah, the pickup lines were great. They were they, great. I'm sure. They were I don't know what they were, but they were that's fantastic. okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I ended up telling him, I already know that you won the Mr. Mavic thing. And he's like, oh man, it was great. I did this and that. And, you know, and Garrett showed me some pictures when he was actually roller skating. <laughs> yeah, it was special. <laughs> and was he almost like he, he pulled somebody out of the audience and jumped over her. And mind you, like his, his Ewing's was in his leg. I'm like, you don't even know how to roller skate well. <laughs> he's like, I know, I just did it. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was great. So that was that's just a fun, that was a fun And night. it was great. It was inspiring. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory? Uh, yeah, my memory was sitting in the office uh, and getting a phone call. And the gentleman on the other end says, Coach, says, you don't know me. My name's John Savage. And I said, I know who you are, John. And he said, uh, and he just said, I got to tell you, I met the most am amazing person today. And he's one of your players. And I said, you met Ryan. And he goes, yeah. And he just went on and on and on. And we ended up talking on the phone for an hour. And, uh. And to this day, uh, I keep some contact with John. And I saw him at the convention in January and yelled across, John, hey, how you doing? And he asked about you guys. And uh, so, yeah, that was probably, uh, you know, uh, you know, we be we became we met each other because of Ryan. Yeah. And and then we had a lot and he wanted to know even more about Ryan since he had been around we had been around him more and I mean it was just a real easy conversation. Yeah. He's an amazing man. He yeah, spent he a lot of time with Ryan in the hospital and invited Ryan to practice time and even a game or two. Yeah, he went to a game and spoke. Ryan spoke to their players just oh, wow. about just encouragement. I didn't know that. Yeah, he talked to the players and um Ryan had played at that team on the team um that you had scouted uh the cardinals, the cardinals. The cardinals. it was the cardinals, the cardinals at the cardinals time back then, yeah. yeah and so um yeah he just had him come out and he said i want this and he was in the middle of treatment then yeah. and he but he, he just, knew some of the boys because he played with them on the cardinals yep yep and so, so yeah he just encouraged them that you know enjoy every moment and what ryan does best you know just to encourage everybody so that was neat and john just tried it he had a way of getting him you know just to feel better about right. himself and feel normal. So I do love, I love that story. Coaches, we can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. So thank you for what you guys do for, for developing these men um, to be pillars of society. And you guys do an amazing job. We love your program. We are not going anywhere. Yep. So it is 17 <laughs> strong here for a long, long time. Yep. And uh, we're honored to be part of this program. So thank you both very much for being thank here. You. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Well, you said it before, but as Ryan always said, attitude is everything. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much, guys. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.